Barnes hits one high. It's a deep. It is out of here. 7.56. Barnes stands alone. Now Booker with Tucker on him. Throws it up for eight. Shot blocked by Antetokounmpo. seconds from game seven or from championship number six. Jordan open. Chicago with the lead. Remaining. And they're putting Curry in the pick and roll trying to get him on Irving. Irving and Curry one-on-one. Irving puts it up. It's good. Kyrie Irving from downtown. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Taproom Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Stacks on Stacks on Stacks. Lats, here as always with my man, Mr. Big All-In Ben Larson. What's going on tonight, Ben? Not much, man. Love watching uh, history in the making today. We had some some good history. Got a shout-out to Nathan Nivaldi. Third pitcher in uh, MLB history, five home runs in an inning. That is oh, not dude. a stat that you want. Well, I was all over the Houston Astros tonight. I put it out. Yep. I put it out today. There we um, go. Part of the reason why was because Nathan Eovaldi, his XFIP coming into the game was almost five, dude. So it's like, yeah. basically shows that he's had a tremendous amount of luck pitching. And I mean, five home runs is a lot. I shouldn't say like I wasn't surprised about that, but dude, yeah, he got shelled. Then and, and the Red yep. Sox have some fucking issues. <laughs> yep. yep. Absolutely. But other than that, good basketball today. Good hockey today. Got a uh, magic with the top pick. The magic uh, with the top pick. Yeah. OKC number two. Yep. Uh Rockets number three, right? Rockets have the third pick. I think Rockets got third, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, they got they got a lot of young players. Colorado yep. just won the game in overtime, three to two. Exactly. Colorado yep. Avalanche over the St. Louis Blues. Um Obviously, they're heavy, heavily favored in this game. So, yep. if you took the Avalanche, congratulations on lane two twenty to win to win a hundred. But <laughs> you know, yep, it's good. If you win, you win. You exactly. I mean? That's all that matters is getting that W. That's all that matters. Um, but yeah, man, great night. You sipping on anything right now? I am. I'm going to Sierra Nevada. I'm going with the Atomic Torpedo, which is the juicy West Coast IPA. Do love that they call it juicy instead of hazy. Ooh, you had a rough little pour there, I can see. I did have a rough <laughs> little pour there. Um, I'm sipping on Tiger's Blood from Great Notion. This okay. is a, uh, what is this? A tart ale with strawberry, coconut, and natural flavors, 8%. Ooh, okay. Mine's at 8.2%. So that's pretty dope, too. That is very much, very much dope. I got a... Uh, I got the, uh, it's basically the torpedo can with a little bit of difference there. Atomic torpedo. It is, uh, it's definitely a good one. I do like it better than the, the regular torpedo. So really I'll go with the West coast. Yep. All right. Definitely 8.2% too. It's, it's pretty hefty. Oh yeah. That's really heavy. I, li- yeah. I like the torpedo. The torpedo, the torpedos are dope. Those are yep. good beers. If you see the atomic, definitely get that one. Nice. I have never, dude, honestly, they do not sell Sierra out here in, Las Vegas, dude. Like I've haven't really seen it around that much. 
surprising that you don't just even get the the regular pail. Yeah. I mean, you got hazy little thing now. You got torpedo, atomic. I see like, like Firestone at the yeah. at the grocery stores a lot, and then they also have like uh, Lagunitas. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the other one? The like pretty popular craft beer company, Elysian. Okay. Yep. I have a couple other ones, but yeah, man, I haven't really seen. See, uh, I have okay. I, I lied. I've seen their like what's that? What's the sour ale they call? What's they call it? The the um sour little thing. Yeah, that's a that one I see. I've seen. Okay, I haven't really seen that much. Uh, Bright pink cans. Yep. Yep. Those ones. Oh, yeah. That's it. There we go. All right, man. Well, we had a uh, we had our game one of the Eastern Conference Finals tonight, Ben. Yep. Um. Uh, the Boston Celtics, you know, is a tale of two halves, really. The Boston Celtics dominated the first half, and then yep. Miami came back, and really they only dominated the third quarter. The only quarter they actually won in the game, and they ended up winning the game by 11 points, 118 yeah. to 107, because of how much they dominated the third quarter. Um, but it was a really interesting game, man. Like, um, you know, I, I actually, my best bet yesterday was Miami money line because I, you know, the Celtics were coming off a, a, a physical series, seven yep. game series against the Bucks, and also Marcus Smart was already, you know, they were kind of ruling him out yesterday, and then today we find out fucking Al Horford isn't yep. playing due to COVID protocol like an hour before the game, and we saw the line like shoot up tremendously. Like I got it minus one twenty last night. Oh yeah, before tip it was like minus one ninety five. Yeah, and it doesn't surprise me when you've got two starters out. That's that's really difficult to overcome. And and the second that I heard that, it was like, okay, Miami's Miami's got this game. And to be honest, in the first half, I was I was a little worried there. Yeah. Definitely was a little worried because it was back and forth. And and Boston was up by eight, I think it half. Yeah, they were up by eight, and it yeah. seemed even worse than that because you know Miami looked lost. They couldn't get a stop to, for their yeah. lives, dude. Yeah, um, but you know. Made some adjustments at half. We're able to turn Jimmy around. Jimmy Buckets. Got the win. Yeah, I mean, Jimmy Butler, he's having a great playoff run. Don't get me wrong, bro, but he shot 18 free throws tonight. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was definitely foul trouble uh, for Boston. And, I mean, uh, Miami was also they, – they also fouled quite a bit there. I think the – yeah, they Miami had an additional foul on top of uh, Boston's 23. So, it was, uh, it was definitely a high – you know, high free throw, high fouling game. Yeah, no, there was a lot of there was a lot of fouls. Some of them were pretty questionable too, like the one where Grant Williams going straight up and Jimmy Butler yep. like goes into his chest and they call a foul. Like that one was pretty. I was like, wow, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, but it went my way, so I wasn't really too upset. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, like I like I said, dude, I expected Miami to win this game. I expect Boston to win this series. I am slightly concerned though because Jalen Brown is not vaccinated. Yep. And Al Horford was like with the team until like an hour before tip. So yep. if Jalen Brown gets sick, he's likely gonna miss the rest of the series. Yeah. You know what well, I mean? On top of his injury on like that he's facing. Yeah, and that could really change things in this series, dude. But also yep. PJ Tucker was a little banged up. Um Came back and played the second half, but he wasn't, like, overly... Well, he was effective, but I think that, yeah, like, kind of rejuvenated the team at halftime, too. They were like, oh, man, this dude's a fucking dog. Like, we got to fucking yeah. play hard because he's out here battling through it. But yeah. I, I expect the series will be 
Like, I definitely think Boston's going to take take game two. And I honestly think this series is going to be over in six games, dude. I mean, Boston won three out of four quarters. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like That's they true. Just, they only lost that one third quarter. They were really bad. But they got decimated in that quarter. <laughs> yeah, they, they did. But, I mean, you know, same thing happened in game one versus the Bucks, And then they adjusted. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. It was just – it was – it happened, and one thing the Miami started doing was they were blitzing Jason Tatum and forcing him to get rid of the ball, um, and he's putting pressure or putting pressure on other players to make decisions. So Boston as a team is definitely going to have to adjust to that. So, like, you know, Peyton Pritchard, Jalen Brown, Derek White, when Marcus Smart comes back, you know, the other guards are going to have to take it upon themselves to make plays to open things up for Tatum. But another big part of that was that, you know, they kind of went cold from the three point line in the second half and they really they really adjusted how they could defend Jason Tatum because they didn't really have to worry about the other guys missing threes, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The one thing that does concern me about Jason Tatum and the Boston Celtics though, Ben, is that you know, I said before the Bucks series that I wasn't overly concerned not having Chris Middleton because Boston oftentimes they get very their offense just gets very stagnant. You know what I mean? Where they just play one-on-one with Tatum and Brown. And the same thing kind of happened tonight. Like, Tatum was a little bit frustrated because he wasn't able to get going. And I I felt like he was trying to force a little too much. And he has to take that off of his shoulders, man, because that's what helped them win the Bucs series was that their offense was moving the ball to the open guy and they were hitting open shots. Yeah. And he has to trust his teammates. He has to... The Celtics have to get back to the way they played against the Bucs. And I thought they did it in the first half and then they got away from it in the second half. And they got stagnant, and they turned the ball over a ton, and it led to fast breaks. 16 turnovers in the game for the Boston Celtics. I mean, you cannot have 16 turnovers in a playoff game. When they had 16 turnovers against the Bucks, they lost. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's absolutely right. Um, you know, and on the flip side, I was I was surprised at, at what we saw out of the Heat. Um, huge game out of Tyler Hero, and not as big of a game offensively that I expected out of Bam Adebayo. Um, I mean, to only have four shots on the, you know, from the field and, you know, I know that he's not a big shot taker, but you know, when you're, when you're a big man down there, you've got to, I mean, and he's not the biggest big man, but you've got to put up more, you know, when you get the ball down low. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's not really out there to score for the heat. He's more out there to rebound, play defense, and then, you know, clean up things around the rim. Yeah. And if he gets, like, you know, alley-oops or whatever, like, easy buckets around the basket, like, that's what he does. I mean, the big the big thing is that in the first half, Max Struess and Gabe Vincent had three points combined. And then they had hmm. 20 points com- – or they had uh, – what was it? Yeah, 20 points combined in this – or 25 points. 23 points, I'm sorry. 23 points in the second half. So three points yeah. in the first half, 23 points in the second half. Hmm. They're much more efficient from three. Tyler Hero gave him 18 points on 15 shots. Not great efficiency, but he still was able to to get buckets. But really the biggest thing was Jimmy Butler, 18 free throw attempts, Ben. Yeah. So Boston, they have to defend. They they have to defend without fouling. You can't put a guy at the free throw line 18 times. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that you're just asking to lose a game. 41 points and half of them basically came from free throws. Yeah. Yeah. So they they just got to be... A little bit more disciplined, you know what I mean? Tighten it up, yeah. You know, definitely 
looking forward to the rest of the series. And then we had two games, uh, conference semifinals in the NHL, Ben. First game, we had Tampa Bay. They won 4-1 to one against the Florida Panthers. Florida was a slight favorite. I mean, I shouldn't say slight favorite. They were like minus 160 in the series to win. Um, and they lose home, home ice, basically losing game one. And the big thing was, you know, the Panthers only put up one goal. I mean, this was a really close game going in the third period. Lightning got two power play goals. One of them was a five-on-three, I believe. Three um, power play goals tonight. No, I'm saying in the third period. Oh, in the third, okay. The yeah. third period, they had two power play goals, which really opened oh. everything up. And then, uh, um, you know, Panthers had a goal wiped off, too. They tied it 2-2, two to two and they, they wiped the goal off. Yep. I think it was offsides, was it? Yeah, and, yeah. and didn't they hit, like, three um, posts as well? Mm-hmm. Both Colorado and Florida tonight were just... Well, big and it off the ice. Stood on his head tonight too. He has some incredible saves. It's true. But what was your thoughts on the on the Panthers and Lightning? I mean, I think you you absolutely said it with uh, you know what we were talking about previous is that the the Lightning had a million uh, power play opportunities. I mean, they doubled their power plays six to three, and they were very effective on those with three power play goals. And you know, if you go into a game and you get three power play goals and don't win that game, it's uh. Uh, I mean, you're the Toronto Maple Leafs in the first round. I mean, it's just like you're never going to win. And, you know, that's something that I'm I'm actually kind of surprised of because Florida is a, you know, fairly responsible team. Um, So I definitely think we're going to see that, you know, tightened up for games two, three, and four. And, you know, I I still think this is going to be a long series. Um, Huge, huge plays, um, you know, coming in from, you know, Belmore, uh, Colton and Kucherov. I mean, Kucherov, you're, you're kind of expected to get a goal out of, but, uh, you know, to have, you know, Belmore and Colton, you know, get those, those goals and you're, you know, not in your top line. That's huge to have, uh, for Tampa Bay there. Yeah, no, it's a big time for them. Uh, over under was seven game ended four to one. So the under hit on that too. Mm -hmm. Uh, I, I played the under. Thank you. Thank you. Good call there. I well, I mean, seven was just so high, dude. I was seven like, high, yeah. I was like, "Come on, man! There's no way." And then it got cut. It got pretty close, dude. After the second period, I was like, "All right, dude, I'm in great shape." Yeah. Um. But yeah, man, great. I think it's gonna be one of the best series of of this round. Oh, absolutely. And then we had Colorado versus St. Louis, Ben. Um. And that game went to overtime. Obviously, just finished up. Colorado ended up winning three to two. Yep. Um, over under in this game, I believe was six. So this game went under as well. What's your thoughts on, on tonight's game? I mean, obviously the avalanche are a huge, heavy favorite yeah. in this series. I'm, I'm surprised that, uh, you know, that we were even in this situation. I mean, I mentioned earlier that there were three posts in this game. Um, and that was at just going in halfway into the third period, third, yeah, third period. I didn't get to watch the last half of the period there. Um, but just, Jordan Bennington is a playoff goaltender um, and, you know, he comes out strong in clutch situations and, you know, definitely came out strong tonight. I was surprised at how St. Louis hung in there. Um, and that was a big part of, of Bennington uh, shots were astronomical towards, uh, you know, towards Colorado here, 54 to 25. Um, and, you know, to only have a three, two game there was, it's, just insane. Um, much more physical game than I expected coming out of here, especially, 
you know, I, we knew St. Louis was going to like come out strong, but to have Colorado also put up 47 hits, just playing out of their element. And I think that's something that St. Louis did to get them out of their element and, you know, kind of push them away from that offensive firepower that they have. I mean, yeah, that's the only way that St. Louis is going to be able to compete in this series, dude. They do not have the offensive firepower to hang with the Colorado Avalanche. So for the St. Louis Blues, this series is going to be is going to come down to Binghamton standing on his head, and their defense has to be great. Like yeah. the fact that this was a three-two game benefits St. Louis, right? And they need a game to be in this kind of range. Like this game, these games cannot get into six, seven goals. If it gets into that kind of territory. This is Colorado's series, and you're playing right into Colorado's hands, Ben. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think, unfortunately for St. Louis, I think we're going to see at least one or two four-to-one, five-to-one games um, coming out of this just because of what Colorado can do both offensively and defensively, you know, in when they're in the offensive zone. I mean, they've got probably the best offensive defensemen in the league. Yeah. And – you know, just to have, I mean, you have Makar back there. Um, you have, um, uh, oh my God, Byron um, back there, Gerard back there. Like, it doesn't matter which line is out. You've got offense pushing from the blue line, and that's going to be dangerous. That's true. Um, so we got two pair. We got a pair of games tomorrow. We have uh, the Rangers, Panthers, and then we have the batter, Battle of Alberta and the Oilers versus the Flames. Let's focus on the Oilers and the Flames right now. Um, how, Rangers Hurricanes, too. What's up? Rangers Hurricanes. Yeah. No, I said Rangers Hurricanes. Oh, I but thought I you said, said Panthers. Oh, dude. I, Rangers yeah. Hurricanes. But let's focus on Oilers and Calgary Flames tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, right now, Calgary minus 149 this is at circa so lines probably vary depending on the book edmonton plus 136 on the money line uh edmonton plus one and a half but only juice to minus 180 calgary minus one and a half you're getting a dollar 60 so plus value over under is at six goals right now juice to the over surprisingly yeah i honestly like that under already because that's how calgary wants to play um, you know, these are obviously two different kind of style teams. Edmonton, like, I feel like this is very similar to the Avalanche Blues series, except I think these two teams are more even. But the Oilers want this to be a high-scoring game. The Flames want this to be a low-scoring game. Yeah. What's your thoughts on on tomorrow's game? game I mean, the one? big thing is that, that uh, you know, the Flames have to stay out of the box. Um, they cannot give an opportunity to Edmonton to really – you know, push the power play there. Um, they're hitting at 36.8%, which is just astronomical there. Um, so if you can get some props in, you know, I definitely, you know, I definitely flirt with that. The only problem is that Calgary's power uh, penalty kill was just also insane. Both second were in the NHL right now. Yeah. Uh, both were kind of opposing second place, uh, you know, when that first round. So, you know, that's a that's a big thing that we got to watch is is making sure these teams stay out of the box. Uh, well, actually, making sure Calgary stays out of the box. Edmonton, they don't really have too much to worry uh, about because Calgary was ranked 14th at eight percent 
um, in the 16 playoff teams that were coming around. But I mean, both teams have good, good scoring, uh, you know, forwards here. You can't put out McDavid, uh, Vander Kane had the series of his lifetime, uh, last, last game. I think we're going to get some, I think it's going to be a little bit more frustrating for him, you know, in, in this round going against a, a better goaltender and better defensive squad in Calgary. Uh, but then you can't forget about Drysdale, who didn't necessarily have the best series last, uh, last round, but is still an incredible offensive firepower um, that you got to watch for Edmonton. So I, I want to say that this game's also going to go under um, just with the way that these goaltenders have been playing. But I, I'd lean towards Calgary because they had the harder first round and uh, the harder opponent in the first round. And Edmonton barely got by the Kings. Well, I mean, Calgary barely got by the Stars. Yeah, but <laughs> the, I, Stars I, the Stars are the last have, team in the playoffs. Yeah, but the Stars have a better a better team, better uh, kind of playoff type of team than the LA Kings do. Maybe. I, th- I think there's a little bit of difference, though, because the Kings have, like, so much young talent that they they weren't really play- they were playing with house money. Like, they didn't know any better, yeah. you know what I mean? Whereas Dallas is a little bit more, uh, they have a little bit more um, veteran veterans. presence. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? So I think that, you know, Dallas is, I wouldn't necessarily say built for the playoffs because I think that, I personally think the Kings are a better team than the Dallas Stars. Um, you know, Jonathan I, I Quick, think, their defense is really good. One of the best I think the Kings the will be a, be a better team than the Stars. Well, I don't sure, think. But, I mean, they were a better team this year than the Stars. They had a better record. They had more points. By like two. Still more. I also think that it was a, a good coaching matchup for Edmonton, obviously, too, because, you know, Woodcroft has played, had coached under fucking McClellan for like fucking mm. 20 years, dude. You know what I mean? So, like, McClellan is like Obi-Wan Kenobi and Woodcroft is fucking Anakin Skywalker. Yeah. You know, so it was like a battle of the uh, the apprentice versus the fucking master. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I think this is going to be a little bit different. I mean, I personally like Edmonton in this series, bro. Like, you know, if, if Vander Kane keeps playing like he is, you, you know, Drysdale is going to play a little bit better. And then obviously, you know, what you're going to get from Connor McDavid, a guy at 10 points in seven games last series. He's an incredible player, best player in the league. And I also have a future on them, so <laughs> I'm going to take the Oilers, dude. Yeah, no, I, I think the Flames are going to take this series. I think it's going to be I think it's going to be a kind of distance. <sighs> game one, I'm still going to go with uh, go with Calgary here. Um, yeah, you can't give rest to either team because they both went seven. Um, yeah, I, I just think Calgary's got the better defense. Calgary's got a better goaltender um, in Markstrom and... You know, Mark that's, Smith that's stood a, on his head, but Mark Smith is not. Yeah, that's a the Oilers' issue is distance for sure. Yeah, yeah, that's their issue. So I'm, I, I wouldn't go minus one and a half. Um, right I don't now, think there's seventy four percent of the money is on Calgary minus one sixty. Sixty six percent of the tickets are on Calgary. Only thirty four percent of tickets on the Oilers, and twenty six percent of the money. Yeah, I, I think I think Calgary at least takes game one. Um, you know, and, and I think they're going to take the series overall, but I, I wouldn't put the value in that minus uh, one and a half uh, for Calgary. I don't think, you know, it, it, it could be a close game. Um, so I don't want to 
I don't want to put too much there. Um, I actually like you the know, under six, dude. Value is better. I, I would definitely go with that under six. Um, I think that's going to be the best play of this um, and, you know, best value around. Uh, but I'd also put a little bit on on Calgary minus 160. It's not great value, but, you know, that's where I'd be putting, rather putting take my a, bets. I'd rather take a minus 160 than a, mi- a minus 220. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So. Nice. Nice. All right, let's talk about um, tomorrow's matchup versus the Warriors and the Mavericks game. One of the Western Conference finals, Ben. Mm. I guess we should have probably talked about this after we talked about Boston, <laughs> but that's all right. Yeah. We'll hop into it. Um, so, obviously, Dallas heading into Boston. What do you think about uh, game one? Right now, I believe Golden State, the line has moved to five and a half. So, open six, got bet down to minus five and a half for tomorrow. Um, I'm still seeing five at. Uh, I mean, I'm looking at my bookie, so not not great. Yeah, I see but, fives and five and a halves. Yeah. Um, five and a half, five at circa right now. Five and so let's say five. Let's say five. Yeah. Minus five. Uh, the over under right now two fourteen and a half. Dallas on the money line plus one seventy five. Golden State minus two fifteen. What do you think yeah. about this game? honest this is a stay away game for me um mm. you know because there are too many factors in in my opinion on on things that could go well and things that could go wrong um you know too many question marks of you know how are how are clay thompson and jordan pool going to be playing for the warriors how is uh you know luca going to come out and is he going to get the support he needs you know offensively from who dinwiddie um and you know, is there going to be enough, you know, to keep the Warriors at five points? I, I just I don't know about that. So yeah, but at the, you on know, the same on the same token, do the Warriors have enough? Because yeah, they honestly haven't been that good in Mm-mm. these playoffs. If you actually look at the numbers, I mean, they're they're what uh. Opponent points in the paint. They're the fourth worst team in the playoffs. All the other teams ahead of the, or below them are all out of the playoffs. Obviously, yeah, they're one of the worst teams. They're one of the worst rebounding teams in the playoffs. They're I also mean, they're out rebounding the Mavericks by a lot, though. Mavericks don't. They're that's not their thing, though. Well, but then you can't use that as a negative. Well, I'm using it as I mean, as all of their. They've stats got forty three and a half. They've got forty three and a half rebounds compared to the thirty six point nine. I mean, the, Dallas, the Mavericks though. play five out, though. They're not even looking to rebound. Like, they don't even offensive rebound because they have five guys on the outside. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's just the way they play. But the Mavericks are scoring. They're second in the in the playoffs right now in points per in the paint. And then they're second in the, in the NBA playoffs right now in three-point percentage. They're first in three points made. Yeah. And on the flip side... The Warriors are dog shit defending the three-point line. They're one of the worst teams defending three-point line in the playoffs. And they're also one of the worst teams shooting the three-ball in the playoffs. They're making a lot, but they're only shooting 34% in the playoffs. They're shooting 37.6% No, not three. Not in the entire playoffs. Yeah. Per game average, 37.6% compared to Dallas, which is 38.5%. Only a .9% 
not not even a percentage difference. Uh, oh, where is it? I was just looking at it. And points no, in the paint. That's, I that's see. percentage of their points is 37. 37% of their of of Golden State's points are in the paint. I mean in the from the 3. 3 point, point percentage. 37.6%. Points in the paint. Golden State's averaging 46.9. Dallas is averaging 36.5. Oh yeah, they are shooting 37%. Um Second I mean that's all good points. but like Clay or Clay and Steph are both shooting under 35% from 3 and they shoot a high volume. And who the fuck is going to guard Luka on that team? Steph. Remember did you see he was a two-way player? Did you see that uh, interview? <laughs> Even he was laughing at that. Um, no, yeah, no, it's it's going to have to be, I mean, they're going to have to zone defense it. They're going to have to to pull off of, uh, you know, off of somebody else to double team Luca, And that's going to be the only way that they're going to be able to stop him. You got to hope that, that Dinwiddie, that Kleber, that, uh, who is the other guy um, that shoots the three well? Um, Why am I forgetting his name? Brunson. Brunson, thank you. That they don't go off. I mean, that's that's what you have to hope to do. But the yeah. the thing is, is that Luca commands so much of your defense's attention, and it's like, dude, we've seen him do that. He he he's lit up the Clippers, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, Patrick Beverly, right? So we know he could go off against the best defenders in the league. He lit up the Suns. He lit up the Jazz. Like, he just, he's going to go off, dude. That's the yeah. thing is, like, you, you do have to contain the other guys. But I think that's the issue is that, like, Jordan Poole's not a great defender, and Steph Curry's not a great defender. Mm-hmm. And they also don't protect the rim very well because they're allowing a ton of point paints, and that's that's what Dallas honestly wants to do. Luka wants to get in the lane. He wants to he wants to force your defense to commit more defenders to mm-hmm. where he's going to find open shooters, and that's what was killing the Mavericks was because uh, Dorian Finney-Smith, Reggie Bullock, uh, Jalen Brunson, Spencer Dinwiddie, Maxi Kleber, uh, Davis Bertons, like these guys are shooting wide open threes, and these are high level three point shooters. You know, what I mean, these aren't bums. And it's like when you leave guys wide open to shoot threes, it kills it kills you. You know what I mean? And both these teams are very similar. Like they they both yeah. kind of want to play very similar. So I think the contrasting styles. I'm gonna go with the best player on the court, man. You know what I mean? And honestly, I like Dallas to win Game One. I honestly don't think the Warriors are gonna win a game in Dallas. So I think if Dallas steals one game, one game in Golden State. They win the series. I think both teams are going to be splitting uh, home and away. Uh, uh, Dallas is way too good at home. Way too good at home. Okay. Um, they slaughtered the Suns at home, dude. It, yeah, none of those games were close. Not one of them. And the, the Suns, Suns looked the like best, a best whole different, whole different monster when well, they were. They looked like the best team through in the first two games of that of that Dallas series. Yeah, and then everything just changed. The, something clicked with Dallas, man, and it, I mean seven and ten right points. Now. It's not, uh, it's not a clobbering uh, when they were in Dallas, but I mean they dominated uh, those games. The only yeah. game that was kind of close was that game. What was it? Four, I think it was, or 
was it four that was kind of close? Three was 103, 49, uh, 94, and four was 111 to one Yeah, game three was the one that was close. Game four wasn't even close. Like, Dallas was up by like 10 plus points the whole game. Yeah. I don't know, man. This is a scary, and I feel like everybody's counting out Dallas, dude. Oh, absolutely. Like, they're playing with house. It's a one man show. And you need more than one man in, in the playoffs. And but they, that's the thing is that that's why they're doing so well is because they aren't a one man show. Well, but they have they they have a random person step up every night, but and that's is what that you, going that's what to wins last in the playoffs? That's what wins in the playoffs. Uh, depth is what wins in the playoffs. Yeah, and that's one guy stepping up. Like look at Boston, dude. Al Horford steps up one game. Grant Williams, Peyton Pritchard, another game. Like every game, somebody else is stepping up. And that's the same thing with Dallas, dude. Like, we saw them have, you know, Maxi Kleber had a big game, right? Um, Davis Bertons had a big game. Dorian Finney-Smith went, like, 7 for 10 from 3 in one game. That's that's what Dallas does. But you know what you're always going to get from Luka. You're getting 35, 10, and 10 from Luka every single night on efficient, on efficient scoring. You know you're getting that. You don't even know what you're getting from Steph Curry every night now. No, I'm not not denying that. You don't know what you're getting from Jordan Poole. You definitely don't know what you're getting from Clay Thompson. That motherfucker could go one for eight, or he could go fucking 30 points. Like, that's the thing with, like, with this Warriors team. Like, if I knew that this was the Warriors of old, where I know what I'm getting from Clay, I know what I'm getting from Steph, it's different. But those aren't those dudes anymore. Like, that, they're not the same. Yeah. And while Jordan Poole has had some good games, he's had a lot of duds too, especially recently. I like Dallas in game one, Ben. I think they're going to take, I think they're going to sneak out game one. I think they're going to win. I like them on the money line. Plus 175, beautiful value. I can't do it. I know you can. You're a Warriors fan, so I don't expect you to do it. No, I mean, but either, even, I mean, like I mentioned earlier, there's too many question marks on both sides. I'm not betting this game. I mean, if you want to bet it, like, maybe it's an in-game bet. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely could be an in-game bet. Um, I'd probably go with the over 214. So I hate that over-under, dude. I think that's, like, too on the middle where like Dallas, if Dallas wants it to be a low scoring game, they're one of the better defensive teams in the league, actually. Right. They only, they were actually number one in the league, number two in the league defensively during the regular season, allowing only over a, a little around 103 points per game. So they want this to be low, but golden state's averaging 114 points per game in the playoffs. They lead the league in, in scoring in the playoffs, but they played a dog shit beat up Denver team. And then they played Memphis, who is also a very high scoring team. Memphis likes to play up and down very fast paced. They want that. Like they want to score 115 points per game. Like that's their style too. So I think this is a little bit different. I think this over under, like this is over under. I would play in game. I would not play it before the game. I hate this over under, but I love Dallas money line. Love you. Look. All right, all right, all right. All right, let's get to some best bets, Ben. I know you got some best bets on deck for tomorrow, so so throw them at me. 
All right, I think uh, the first thing that we got to look at is the under six in the Calgary and Edmonton Oilers game. Uh, these goaltenders are just coming off of, uh, you know, great, great series in the first round. You've got a 9.43 save percentage for Markstrom. You've got a uh, 0.938 save percentage for St- Smith. Um, both of these teams have a fairly strong defense. Um, I'm thinking we're going to hit about five goals here. I think it'll be a 3-2, um, if not in overtime, but, uh, you know, close to you know close in the third period too um i do like the solid number there as a uh, as a bet as well it kind of gives you that protection uh makes it a very safe bet um so i think we can hit that over under i'm not gonna go with the under six on this uh second bet that i'm gonna go i'm gonna run from my run with my bets from uh you know this previous week um from going on sunday's tap room that well i guess that monday's tap room um, and that's going to go with the Yankees minus one and a half over the Orioles. Uh, Yankees are hitting the long ball like crazy this season. And um, Lyles is kind of struggling with a home run per nine uh, over the season. He's only allowed five, but he's only pitched, what, 39 innings so far uh, so far this season. So not looking that great. Yankees hit the long ball. Um, so we're going to go. Actually, I think we're going to go first five here. Um, we're going to go Yankees minus half a run with first five um, because you do have, you know, you've got uh, Cole on the hill um, and, you know, he has been pitching very well in the the start of the season. So we'll go first five minus half a run. I think you could take minus uh, a run and a half in the full game too. Um, you know, last time that uh, Lyles pitched in uh, in New York, he got shelled six runs in four and a half innings, four and two thirds innings. Yankees not clobbering pretty. everybody right now. I don't matter That's who true. they're playing. They're, that is true. They're just beasting. Yep. All right, my two best bets of the day. Uh, y'all, y'all heard it earlier. Uh, first bet: Dallas money line plus one seventy five. They're holding their opponents at thirty three percent from three in Golden State. Obviously, they want to shoot the three ball well. I think Dallas is going to take that away. Dallas is also second in the postseason in three point percentage, shooting almost forty percent. And the Warriors are the worst team remaining in points per, points in the paint allowed, where Dallas is averaging almost fifty points per game in the paint. Give me Dallas money line at the dollar seventy five. I love the value, and then I'm also taking another great value play here Braves money line plus 121 Max Freed sports a 3.14 ERA but he has a 2.66 FIP and the Brewers are 20th in WRC versus left-handed pitching this year and his last start versus Milwaukee on May 7th he went seven innings allowing only one run Corbin Burns obviously a great pitcher himself reigning Cy Young award winner He's had a little more yuck this, luck this year as opponents are only hitting 227 on balls in play. So while his ERA is 1.77, his XFIP is 2.37, and Atlanta is hitting 288 on balls in play versus right-handed hitters this year, and they're 14th in WRC plus versus right-handed hitters. So I love the value, $1.21. Give me plus $1.21 Braves money line. And let's get some money. Let's head to the window. Cash these tickets, baby. Three and zero this week, Ben. On on my plays on those shows, so man, four and one. It's gonna be it's gonna be nice. Yeah, you 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 were hot too. No, I'm saying you're going four and one, but 
Oh yeah, you want that Dallas money line to lose, but man, I, yep. I like that play, man. I, I actually bet it last night. I also don't agree with that uh, comment that you made because Warriors have more points in the paint than Dallas does, but no, they don't. I don't know how that can make them. No, no way. Yep. Nah. Yeah. Where? Let me see. I looked this shit up. I did my well research. Research the shit out of this. Points in the paint. Percentage points in the paint. Points in the paint. Golden State Warriors, 46.9. Dallas, 36.5. Nah, I still like Dallas. I don't know what I was looking at. I think I was looking at the percentage. What the fuck? Man, whatever. I still like Dallas money line. <laughs> Dallas still winning that game one, man. I'm telling y'all. Dallas money line. I also have a future on them to win this series. I think everybody's counting them out, and that's that's scary, bro, especially with Luke on on the team. Just don't see how you can make that bet because of that. So uh, All right. that's what she said. Alright. But Ben, how was your beer? It was good. Uh, this is definitely a go-to uh, that I have had multiple times now. Um, for an 8.2 percenter, you can drink one and be good. At least I can drink one and be good for the night, um, especially when it comes in a 19.2 ounce can. Um, so, you know, I think this is definitely a go-to beer. It's great cold. It's great as it kind of, you know, kind of heats up a little bit. Um, so, you know, hot summer day, I don't know if I'd go towards it just because it's a high percentage, but you know, if it's kind of on the chilly side, if it's a, you know, a, a, you know, not a 80 degree night, definitely go for this atomic torpedo. I'd give it a four point four point one out of five. All right. All right. This great notion was, was delicious. The, the best part about it is that it has coconut in it, but it doesn't overwhelm the palate. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And, like, the more people I talk to, like, because I, I think that, like, I taste coconut more than anything, dude. Yeah. Just, like, onions, which is why, like, I am i don't necessarily like onions on everything because, like, that's all I taste. Yeah. Like, it's just my palate. You know what I mean? Same thing with coconut. But this, hints of coconut, not a ton of coconut, which is yeah. beautiful. You get more strawberry flavor than anything. And I love oh, yeah. strawberries, bro. Strawberries are my fucking favorite. That was the Eye of the Tiger, right? Uh, it's called Tiger's Blood. Tiger's Blood. Okay. Yeah, I have to keep an eye out for them. This one's good, man. You know, great notion. They always fucking oh, kill it. Yeah. They, uh, everything they do out of uh, Oregon. Yep. Um, but yeah, man, this one's this is a great beer. I would give it a four point five out of five. Ben. Ooh, wow! Definitely need to find that one then. Four point five out of five. Hell yeah! All right, y'all, thank you for uh, tapping in with us. Make sure to go to Tavour.com or download the Tavour app straight to your mobile device and use promo code TAPROOM for $10 off your first purchase of $25 or more. Get craft beer delivered straight to your front door. You don't even got to leave your fucking house, dude. Craft beer from all over the country. It's a beautiful thing, man. Trust me. You can get beers like this. Great Notion has a ton of beers on there, including this beer. It's been on there. So... Go to Tavour.com or download the app straight to your mobile device. Use promo code TAPROOM for $10 off your first purchase of $25 or more. For Mr. Big Ball and Ben Larson, 
I am Jordan Stacks on Stacks on Stacks. Last, I will be back tomorrow night with Mr. Raider Eddie. We will be breaking down uh, game one of the Dallas and Golden State series. We'll be breaking down the NHL games. We'll be looking ahead to Thursday where we have the Heat versus Celtics. Got a ton of shit. Baseball. Maybe even some PGA Tour talk. I don't know. Tap in with us. We'll see y'all later. Ben and I will be back on Sunday night as per usual. Yep. Ben, have a great fucking, uh, have a great win. What is tomorrow? Wednesday? Yeah, Wednesday. Yeah. Have a great Wednesday, man. Hell yeah. Hump day.